This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. To memorize the Word of God. You don't have to have the Holy Spirit to memorize the Word of God. You will see theologians that have not the Spirit of God. They know the letter. But for the word of God to come alive inside of us is a whole nother level. Do I hear an amen? amen? For the word of God to come alive inside of us is a whole nother level. I always keep a conscious mind that if I read something, it must manifest in my life. Hallelujah. When I read the word of God, my expectation is that manifestation. Not just a separate life from what I am reading to what I manifest. Hallelujah. So if I'm believing God for something and I happen to see it in the word, then I should be able to imbibe it in my life. Amen. There was a song that I was singing a few weeks ago. And I, and I literally wanted to question people. How many of us can truly say that you can honestly sing that song wholeheartedly? You know, it's a Nigerian song. And I'm not going to begin to sing the song, but I want to tell you a little bit of what the song means. It means it's talking about not being a part of any other thing. Not being about of not being a part of a cult, not being a part of some sort of um, uh, group of people that are doing something other than calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. Most people that have a double mind. Focus not only on the things of God or the word of God, but they are doing other things in addition. Let me make myself even further clear. When you are living in fear, the word of God is not enough for you. When you are living in fear... The word of God is not enough for you so other people can make suggestions to you and you're so desperate you will go with it. Let me give you a further example. If you are saying that you are praying about a particular thing, like the fruit of the womb, the first year comes by, no fruit of the womb. Second year comes by, no fruit of the womb. Third year, no fruit. Five, no fruit. Your mother-in-law will come. Hopefully it's not your mother-in-law. Glory to God. I might be hitting home on a lot of people today. Amen. Your mother-in-law, maybe let's not, you know, we're always hitting the mothers. Your father-in-law. Amen, somebody. Your father-in-law comes to you and say, 
you have to eat this thing. You have to eat this thing. Because they will say that what kind of a father am I? That I am watching you. First year, second, third, fourth, fifth year. What kind of a mother? In fact, the people in his village will begin to say the same thing. And you're just sitting down there? And you're just sitting down there? And your daughter is not getting pregnant? And you're just sitting down there? So the pressure of you must do something. Because we come from a tradition of we have to do something. We come from a tradition of we don't know how to rest in the word alone. We have to do something. So not only are you getting pressure from the community, you yourself, you begin to put pressure on yourself to do in addition. And then you begin to quote scriptures and begin to say all manners of things to make yourself feel better about what step you are about to make. Which is that, you know, God answers all prayers. We are all on the same line. We're doing the same thing. Prayer is prayer. And you begin to Try to make yourself feel better about the action you're about to make. But the truth is, how many of us can we truly say that, Lord, I am not taking any other thing with yours? You know, last Sunday, after we finished the, was it last Sunday that we did the twins' um, birthday, 40th birthday thing? I had their mom come to the office and she was telling me the things that I said. I was like, wow, this woman, she's a woman of faith. You could tell that she's a woman of faith. Because the things that I say before God is what she was saying even in my presence to God. She said, Lord, except I take any other name with yours. To be able to stand boldly. That, Lord, I am serving you and you alone. And your word is the final answer. That I am confident that I don't need anything else except for the word of God. Amen. Amen. We get so fearful because it's fear that causes us to begin to do things that we shouldn't do. The things we have already said goodbye to. The things that we have shut the door on. When we are in fear, when the enemy brings fear all over again, we begin to open the doors to what should have been shut. Because we do not allow the word of God to manifest in our lives. We do not walk in it. We read it and we think that it's just for reading purposes. Some of us think that it is for putting it under our pillow purposes or reading it in water purposes. But it is not about whether you read it into water and drink, whether you read it into a oil and pour it on your head, whether you decide you want to put it under your pillow. What is the most important thing about the word of God is manifestation. You must walk in it. If you believe it, the word of God 
this morning we're talking about healing. If the word of God says that you are healed, it's not something that should be outside of your imagination. It is something you own because it's the word of God. You don't just put it under your pillow. You walk in it. You read it until you believe it. Somebody say, I read it until I believe it. You walk in it by saying it over and over. The word of God says that I am healed. I am healed indeed. Hallelujah, somebody. Look, the word of God tells us so many things about healing. In John, the third John, verse number two, third John, verse number two. We might have to have the ushers hold around the mic so that if somebody's there, they can read. Amen. Third John chapter 2, I mean, third John verse number 2 says, Beloved, I what? I pray that you may what? Prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your souls prosper. I pray that you may prosper in all things. And what? Be in what? In health. In good health. Just as what? Your soul prospered. It is God's desire for us to prosper in health. To be in good health. Because... That particular disease, condition, situation has not gone yet. You want to rationalize for God. You want to make yourself feel better by saying maybe this is how God wants it to be. But I can assure you that God does not desire for you to be sick and the more we believe that the more we can manifest healing amen the more we believe that what God does not it is not his desire for us to what to be sick but to be in good health let's look at what the Bible says about it let's look at Luke chapter 5 Luke, chapter 5, verse 31. Luke, chapter 5, verse number 31. It says, and Jesus answered, answered, said unto them. Jesus answering, said unto them. They that are what? Whole. They that are what? Whole. Need not a what? But they that are sick. Jesus Christ came as a physician. Because he's saying that if it was well, then he won't need to come. He said he came for those that are sick. So that what will happen? For them to remain sick? 
He was very clear. He wasn't mixing his words together. He says, those that are whole do not what need a physician. But those that are sick are those that we take to the hospital. Why do we take anybody to the hospital to die? I want to ask this side of the room. Do we take people to the hospital to die? In fact, I know some parts of the world, if they can't find the solution, they tell you, take them home. Don't let them die up in here. Glory to God. Amen. We take people to the hospital so that they can receive healing, treatment. Amen. And Jesus is letting us understand that the reason why he came is so that we do not remain sick. So that we know that his desire towards us is for us to be in sound health. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Luke. Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7 verse 10 says, And they, Luke chapter 7 verse 10, And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servants, how? Whole and had been sick. Hallelujah. What am I saying to us this morning is that God's desire for us is to be healed. God's desire for us is to be whole. Just because that situation is still there does not mean it's the will of God for us. Amen. Jesus Christ came so that we can be healed. Those that are sick, he said, that they may receive their healing. Amen. There's something where the Bible talks about sound health. Safe and sound, you know, the example is in Luke 15, 27. Luke 15, 27, it says, And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father had killed a fattened calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. That sound there means whole, good health. You are safe and sound. Not only are you safe, but you're also sound. Sound. The same thing that we were reading that it says sound, good health. Amen. It is God's desire for us to be in good health. I want us to look very quickly at um, Exodus. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Before we go to Exodus, I want us to look at James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. I want somebody to read. If we can get Usher to please give us a mic. I want somebody's voice to read this out loud. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Is anyone among you sick? Uh -huh. Let them call the elders. Is any amongst you sick? You're supposed to do something about it. Is there any among you that are sick? You are not to remain that way. 
Again, proving to us that it is not God's desire for you to remain in sickness, but that you do something about it. Call the elders. Please continue reading. Of the church to pray over them uh -huh. and anoint them with uh -huh. oil uh -huh. in the name of the Lord. Amen. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up if they have sinned they will be forgiven. Amen. Look, our God's desire is that we be in good health. It's not something we just read. For ourselves, for our children, for our spouse, for anyone that is around us. We should have the desire to want people to be well. We should not be comfortable with people that are uncomfortable with themselves in pain we shouldn't be comfortable we should be able to stretch forth our hands amen and that they will receive their healing amen because the bible is letting us understand that god is not in the business of keeping people in that state amen many many situations when jesus walked the earth where we saw that they brought him the sick he didn't just look at them. He didn't say, well, let me know. Let me finish. Let me just, you know, y'all chill. And, you know, be in your wheelchairs, be lame, be, let's just keep on doing what we're doing. It made Jesus uncomfortable for them to bring the sick and they remain like that. There is no way you will meet with Jesus and you go back the same. Hallelujah. There is no way you will meet with Jesus and go back the same. Something must happen. Tell your neighbor, something has to happen. We must refuse to continue in the state or perpetual state of being uncomfortable. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. It's when it begins to take a year or two or the situation looks like it's not changing, that we begin to lose faith. But it doesn't change the mind of God concerning us, which is to be in good health. Hallelujah. It may be taking longer. You should never accept what the devil is bringing for you and make it like, well, maybe it's just the, it's the will of God. It is never the will of God for us to be sick. And I think that that idea needs to be removed from our minds. Amen. For us to understand that God desires for us to be healed. I mentioned already that anyone that was brought to Jesus was brought to him and they did not remain the same. And I said, I wanted us to look at Exodus. So let's go to Exodus. Exodus 15, 26. Exodus 15:26 If you're there please read Exodus 15:26 Just stand and the ushers will know that you want to read Exodus 15:26 If you're there very quickly you can read it from the screen too I just want somebody to read amen Praise God You must do what the law said is right you must obey all his laws and keep his rules if you do this thing, I will not give you any of this sickness. 
I give to Egyptians. I am the Lord. I am the God, Lord who is you. I am the Lord who what? I am the Lord who what? Look, God was making it very clear here that understand me for my character. I heal you. I am that one that you can come to for healing. I am that one that you can come to and have an encounter with and you cannot go back the same. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. So we need to understand that Jesus, it was impossible for Jesus not to heal while he was on earth. Because Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Amen. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was. He was the same in the beginning with God. All things were what? Made with him, by him, through him and without him there was nothing made that was made. In him was what? life and the life was what the light of and the light what shineth in darkness but darkness could not comprehend it Jesus Christ was there in the beginning he is God manifest in the flesh that is why if God can say I am the Lord that healeth thee when Jesus was on the earth they brought him the lame they brought him the sick he had to heal them because he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can never come to God and expect to remain the same. You cannot what? Come to God and expect. Don't ever be comfortable with being sick. Don't say because it's taken so long. Well, maybe this is how God wants it. God does not want it that way. He says, I am the God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. He says, I am the God that what? That healeth thee. If you cannot trust him for healing then you should not be able to trust him for salvation. I want to say that again. Maybe you missed it. If you trust God for salvation, you trust Jesus that he is your savior, then you must trust him for your healing. Because it's the same. It's, it's one and the same. The same way he talks about salvation is the same way he talks about healing. And we see many examples in the word of God. If you trust him for salvation, Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my savior. But you're comfortable. You've accepted that, well, maybe just, this is the way. You never, ever get comfortable with it, even though it's taking a long time. Amen? Our God is in the business of healing. How many people believe that this evening, this morning? Our God is what? In the business of healing. If you believe that, I want you to stand on your feet and we're going to worship and see what God can heal in this place. There is nobody that they brought to Jesus and they remain the same. None. We hope you've been blessed by this message. 
we encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.